Hello, everyone, and welcome to Totally a Prize Has Always Been Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley. I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. Ashley, before I get to you, Luke, I'm sorry. Ashley, I'm so proud that you got the title right this week. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like oh. <laughs> we, we did it, baby. It's always been cool. Uh, and we have Luke with us. Totally Reprise has always been cool. I thought, no, it's Totally Reprise was always cool. What year is it? There you go. Now now you're talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's Ashley's best Cheryl Lee scream. Yeah. I didn't want to do an actual scream. Yeah, I I think so. I know. (laughs) Think if any of us gave an honest attempt, we'd have the cops called. Yeah, probably. We've got, I can't. God. I can't scream that with that kind of shrill. Yeah, I'm not capable. What a good actress! I know this. <laughs> God yeah. bless Cheryl Lee, queen of all time. She killed that guy. Yeah. Hey. What? Hey. What if uh, we just give Cheryl Lee kind of a whole episode, but also zero fucking dialogue? Oh, she can crush it still. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can give her a grand total of three lines, and she can be the most interesting character you've seen. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you. Look what you doing this week. Uh, what have I been doing this week? Playing a lot more Pokemon. I've like finished up all the main story stuff. I've basically got the Pokedex complete, which I've never done in a Pokemon game. I've never caught nice. them all. Um, I've got like two Pokemon. left that I've just got. Uh, you know, once Chelsea wraps up, we can do some trading, and I can I can finish up. Um, so I've started training up. You know, my competitive team, of course. Naturally. Naturally, I've got I've got myself a Jump Pluff. Uh, you know, caught an imposter ditto in a raid. The nice thing about ditto from a competitive perspective, he's very quick to train because he just copies all the opponent's stats other than HP, so that's all you really got to train up. So true. Uh, you know, you slap a choice scarf on an imposter ditto, it's the perfect revenge killer. Obviously, you have to be careful about what you switch it into because it needs to copy an opponent that has a move that is super effective against itself, and obviously it's a bit of a... You gotta make sure you're gonna one-shot it. It's situational, but if you time it right, it'll fucking kill anything, it'll just and that's do great. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, got myself... Yeah, Jumpluff, of course, obviously, a classic Annoyer build. Um, Whimsicott sort of ate Jumpluff's lunch in that regard with Prankster, but Whimsicott's not in this game, at least not yet. That's true. So, you know, bringing Jumpluff back from, you know, the backbench, got, uh, you know, just a classic sub-seed setup going with, you know, Leech Seed, Substitute, Encore... And sleep powder, you know, switch into an earthquake, which Jumpluff is, of course, immune to, and then Encore of course, the earthquake. Of course. So they yeah. are forced to switch. Yeah. Well, you set up a leech seed and a substitute, and you just have a little party for yourself. That's uh, fun. Got, haven't made a Magnazone yet, but gonna get one of those ready. It's double weak to ground to really bait out those earthquakes for Jumpluff to switch into. 
uh, some some you know fun synergy there. Is Earthquake sh- the one hit KO move? No, that's Fissure. Oh, Fissure. Okay, thank you. Yeah, the one hit KO moves are banned in competitive play. Well, is well, I think that's pretty silly because they're bad. Well, that's the other thing. They like it's just hey, I'll just roll a die, you know, and like they're it's low odds of working. It's one in three. And when it does work, it's just feel bad. Like, it's, it sucks all around. So just like, ah, let's just... Hey, should have put it in the fucking game then, huh? Well, that's Nintendo. Not a... I, <laughs> no, I don't know if... I actually don't know if the OHK moves are banned on, like, the Nintendo tournaments. Hmm. I should look up the v, VGC rules. Like you said, they suck, so people wouldn't want to do them anyway. Yeah, they're not good. But, um... You gotta although, let me roll a <laughs> dice. You have to. I don't know if you saw when the game first launched. They patched it, like, over the weekend. Uh, before that, the RNG was, like, it had the same seed every battle, and people figured out that if you used a one-hit kill move on turn four, it always hit. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So they had to go in and patch that out. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just getting very poke-pilled, I would say. It does sound like it. It Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, really, really getting, getting in there. Looking up, you know, what's going on. The 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 early run at you know over on Pokemon Showdown was really chaotic. A lot of lot of guys getting sent to Ubers quick. Who would have thought if you turned Delabird, the fun little penguin who has god awful stats, turn that little guy into a robot from the future and he's just uh like too strong to live. He's a funny little guy. What's going on here? Just like speed and special attack through the goddamn roof. I think in that specific case, they should just have to suck it up and deal with Delibird being OP because uh, it's Delibird's time to shine, baby. It's Delibird. He's been around forever. You can't he's let him been have around this for one like win. twenty years, and he's sucked ass that entire time. I think we all need to suck it up and just let Delibird dominate the meta for a year or two before we ban him. Yeah, come on. It's just nice. I, I would always call my robot Delibird Delibot. That's good. That's, That's good. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, the, the future Pokemon don't have good names. No, they're all really bad. The like they're, yeah. All the, the Paradox Pokemon are like, they got two words for their name, but the prehistoric ones are all like, you know, they're custom. It's like Great Tusk or Slitherwing, whereas or the future Roses. ones are all just iron, iron Blank. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah. Not what I would name them. No, I would name them better than that. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I am enjoying the Pokemon. Um, oh, I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I haven't really done much else. I had a little bit of a health scare with my dad that's mostly turned out okay. Yeah. So, especially past several days, it's mostly just been hanging around at the hospital playing Pokemon, waiting to have a doctor talk to me. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm glad everything's okay. I'm also glad everything's okay. Yeah. Ashley. Uh, I have been playing still a lot of Dead Cells. I got I, I beat a boss on the uh, second boss cell, so now I've, I've gone to two, uh, and I've started investigating the boss rush modes. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, still just kind of you know getting through it. Uh, I rewatched The Dark Knight. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, cause it's been a while since I've seen any of those movies. Sure. And I know that they haven't aged well. <laughs> right. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I still love The Dark Knight, though. <laughs> I mean, it's, sure. there's parts of it that are just kind of undeniable. Yeah. It's quite the film. It, 
Yeah. Uh, I and like my favorite Batman media is the Gotham Central comic books. Sure, sure. Which is like extremely cop. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. It is it called is, Gotham is, Central. Yeah. Uh, but the Dark Knight is like the closest that we've gotten to that, even though that there's a TV show that was supposed to be based off of it. <laughs> <laughs> But then they decided, we want to make this a prequel to Batman. Right. Yeah, my dad watched a bunch of that show. And so we're going to have, like, all of these characters. And then, like, and that guy was the Penguin. Right. <laughs> uh, and then they had a guy who was the obviously the Joker. And people were like, oh, that guy's going to be the Joker. And then they were like, no, in fact, he's not the Joker. Ha, we got you. Yeah, that that was our joke, our trick. <laughs> Joker's trick. Joker's the the, trick. the yeah, greatest yeah. trick the Joker ever pulled is convincing the world he exists in this prequel. Yeah. Dumb. Uh, but then, speaking of Joker, I also watched The King of Comedy. Oh, sure, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, uh... The ripoff of the Joker that happened in the in the past. <laughs> right, uh-huh, right, yeah, of course. the retroactive plagiarization of Joker. Yes, yes. Uh, that's a really good movie. I don't think I ever want to watch it again. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. It's just, like, extremely cringe comedy. Oh, okay. But, like, it's hard to say that it's even, like, comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, oh, you're, you're like, not even a horrible person. You're just, like, a mess of a person and are trying to exist in the world. Oh, no. Right. Uh, yeah, I really liked I thought the all the filmmaking was very good i revealed to several of my close friends and family members that i've only seen uh two other martin scorsese movies with this being the third i have not seen a ton of scorchies and they're like what the fuck ashley you're the film person you are kind of a films person yeah i just i don't know yeah i i watched hugo which i really didn't like right uh and then i watched the wolf of wall street I'm like yeah that's pretty good mm-hmm mm-hmm I'm scrolling through his filmography right now. I think the only one I've seen is Goodfellas. Oh, no, I've seen The Departed. I would guess. Uh, my, I talked to my dad about it, and he was like, I'm really into the uh, movie After Hours. I'm like, that makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a weird 80s comedy about being like out late at night doing like f- fucked up stuff. <laughs> That seems like kind of your vibe. Yeah. We owned a copy of The Aviator on DVD that I remember being displayed in kind of a very, like, you Look know... this fancy uh, film we have. Conspicuous place. Like, yeah, it was like, just maybe it was just because everything was alphabetized and it's an A name. So I was just always looking at Leo DiCaprio's face on The Aviator cover. But I've never <laughs> seen that movie. And I don't remember anyone <laughs> in my house ever watching that movie. Let's see. Uh... And then I also I watched The Visitor, which is like a classic kind of, you know, recent cult classic of, bro, this movie's so fucking weird. Oh, sure. Uh, it's pretty weird. Uh, it's you didn't say a, that with any kind of excitement, though. No, not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a perfectly okay movie. It's a, like, kind of ripoff of The Omen and other, like, evil child movies. Oh, okay. Uh, but this time, instead of being the uh, child of, like, uh, the biblical Satan, uh, they are the child of an evil alien warlord. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, called Satine. Do you get? Do you get it? I'm not sure. Do, I'm oh, not sure okay. I do. <laughs> Could you spell it out for me a little more clearly? I'm not following. S a t e e e n. Three. Well, that's too many. That's more e's. That. Yeah. E three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. The. Like evil little girl has a uh, southern accent, and no one else does, and that makes it really great. That's fun. Uh, so, and also at one point, like a cop is like talking to her, and she's like, and he's like, "Would you like to give a statement?" He's, she's like, "Yeah, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, because she's being interviewed because uh, at her birthday party she unwrapped a present and it was a gun, and then she shot her mom. Dude, nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty like ridiculous at points, but also it just there's a lot of scenes of people walking up and down escalators, uh huh, to yeah. like really intense music, and that's fun at some point. But at some point, you're like, all right, I get it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you you yeah. did not have a lot of footage for this movie. It happens. It happens. Uh, other than that, not really anything else. I've been applying for jobs. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Someone please give me work. Please. Give Ashley a fucking job. How give Ashley your <laughs> fucking jobs. Give Ashley your fucking employment. Yeah. Molly. Um, I finished Harvestella, and by finished, I mean after I talked about it on the show last week, I was like, I don't really need to play any more of that, and then stopped. Oh, sure. Um... Because I did beat the JRPG part, so I did finish it. Right. Um, and then what else? What else have I done? I uh, I watched I watched at least at least one film. Okay. Uh, I watched Malignant. Oh. Crystal tricked me into watching a horror movie with her. <laughs> How did she trick you? She didn't. I'm just. I I knew it was a horror movie going in. It's fine. Um. That movie fucking rocks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Loved it. Um, I think maybe I'm starting to realize that many horror movies are actually pretty funny. Uh-huh. Or maybe I've just watched the horror movies that are funny. It's probably that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what if what if a dude was backwards? That'd be scary. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you mean here on our Twin Peaks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of backwards. Not that kind of it's, it's, it's oh, Okay. More fucked it's, up. Yeah, it's more fucked up and stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's more fucked up and stupid. And like <laughs> uh at one point like half of the Seattle Police Department gets murdered, which was pretty tight. So Hey. Yeah. Um yeah, pretty pretty cool move. Pretty fun. If you got a couple hours to burn. <laughs> the first 30 minutes pretty boring, and then it just kind of goes. Um, uh yeah, there is like a well documented like the mix of horror and comedy. Oh, I know. I like I know that. Uh but I didn't think it would be enough to put me over the edge of being able to watch a horror movie. Yeah. You know, just because I don't like I don't like anticipation. I don't like tension. Uh I I don't like anticipating a scary thing to happen. I guess I should say. Yeah, like, that that mix. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it I don't care for it. I don't like the feeling. Uh so uh, it's easier when it's like, oh, I know something bad's going to happen here, uh, and I know what, but like what I don't, less good. I also don't like jump scares, so. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, I I watched Malignant, and then I uh, I purchased a little video game called Dwarf's Fortress. Yeah, they, they put that out on Steam. I've been thinking about that. I think I'm gonna become a Dwarf's Fortress guy. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's nonsense. <laughs> right. I mean, everything I've ever heard about it, that's the impression I have. Yeah, but it kind of rules, though. Right. Is the yeah, thing. that's also part of what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, all of this is people stupid will tell and you. makes no sense. I love it. <laughs> um, I just, here's the thing. I love yeah. watching little guys do their little work. Sure. Delightful. Personal. I find it delightful. I love it when the guy's, he's mining. I love it when there's a different guy who's making stuff in our little kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I love watching little animals run around because they got little sprites now. Um, yeah, I'll say the fact that there's sprites now and not ASCII art really does a lot to sell me on it. Yeah, I, like, I'm like. i sure that over time I could learn to parse the ASCII art, but like, it's a big ask Yeah, I, for me it, personally. I didn't play any people... games like that. Anytime people talked about, like, the ASCII art version of Dwarf Fortress, I just remembered the bit from The Matrix. It's oh, like, sure, I don't yeah. even see the code anymore. It's just, like, redhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been messing with that. It's pretty fun. I haven't played very much of it. I, I have only had, like, one night this week where I've had, like, free time to play a video game. Um, so I've been playing. I played a few hours of Dwarf Fortress. I first accidentally flooded my entire cave. Uh, so I had to start over. <laughs> Great. Uh, but it didn't feel too bad. Uh, in the first one I made, I accidentally skipped part of the tutorial, and I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know what I'm uh-oh. doing, so I had to start over again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, but I'm having fun, though. It's fun to, like, click on a bunch of stuff and be like, what the fuck does this do, though? Right. And try and, like, parse. I haven't looked up any guides or anything. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, like, trying to parse it. Like based on the in-game descriptions and stuff, maybe yeah. not the smartest way to play. Uh, it's not going to lead to long, uh, like longevity uh, of sure. my kingdom, uh, but it will, you know, get me to play. And then I do, if yeah, I lose, a bit from the the Steam trailer, that's like it's a split, a four-way split screen showing different features of the games. Just trade, sculpt, relationships, drunk cats. Yep, that's <laughs> right. Um, uh. I, someone, you know, because a lot of people were talking about Dwarf Fortress as, you know, people were buying it in mass just to show support. Yeah. Uh, and they posted, like, a page of, like, from, like, the official wiki of, like, a large part of Dwarf Fortress is failure. And, like, you can't beat this game. And, like, creating a sustainable mind isn't fun. Right. So, like, you're going to fail, and you should enjoy that. <laughs> right, yeah, the one joy of, of it is how it falls apart. Right, one of the, one of the like, little things at the end of the tutorial is, like, I remember, failure is fun. So, like, it, it, it tells you, you are going to fuck this up, and that's fine. Uh, and I think I'm fine with that. I think I'm, I think I'm willing to allow that into my life at this point. I think so. I might have clicked the add to cart button. There you go. There you go bud. Let's let's play Dwarf's Fortress. If you figure out how to slaughter animals, tell me because I can't figure it out. All right. <laughs> I have all these fucking cows. I don't know how to convert them to meat. Despite me having a butcher station, that's not where you do it. Apparently, so I don't. I don't know. I do not know. Um, it's also cool to watch that world generate. Pretty neat little thing they got going. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, can I say something I forgot real quick? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What'd you forget? Uh, no, I was just going to say, oh, I've started re- like playing uh, Sea of Thieves again because, oh, yeah. one, I can play it during the day where there's less people on, so uh, I oh, get sure. my shit rocked less. Yeah, that's good. Uh, two, they also added like a like PvP faction mode that's like already in the world, which uh-huh. they had like an arena thing where it's like just like, we're just going to drop you in a... Like, in a place, and you could just fight people. Yeah. But it was never, like, super popular, so, like, adding a faction element to it in the overworld helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have started their new season where a lot of the season rewards for the last one were, like, Polynesian Islander stuff. Which, like, it's not really my aesthetic. Right. And I kind of feel weird wearing... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the new one is, like, you're a spooky, like, plague doctor or, like, just, like, have bone masks. I'm like, all right, yeah. That seems cool. That is cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I I did one of their, like, mermaid dungeons, like, that you find underwater. And I'm like, man, this game is cool. <laughs> it's a cool game. Absolutely. I I liked it a lot when we were playing it. Yeah. Uh and I think that's it. I don't think I've done anything else. I uh yeah, back to work, so I have not been playing hours and hours and hours of video games. Yeah. I sold my TF2 weapons finally. Ooh, how much you get? Like 3 bucks so far. All right, cool. <laughs> but I've only sold like two things, so Okay. Yeah, it's there's, I, I think if everything sells, I would get like maybe ten bucks total, okay. which is cool. Yeah. I'll take ten yeah. bucks. That's sure. not nothing for a game. I'm, uh, let's be real. I'm not gonna play Team Fortress Two again. Okay, but what if we started playing Team Fortress Two? <laughs> That's 2? why I had them for like the last decade. <laughs> I can't t- like literally. I can't tell you the last time I like sat down and was like, "Let's play Team Fortress 2. I think it was before I moved to Seattle. Thing is, the the problem is you need a big group of people that all you need want a to big play group Team of Fortress people, 2. and you need somebody with the server with the right stuff that you want to play. Yeah, yeah. And get you and the homies to play Team Fortress 2 and that's just not as feasible as it used to be it's hard enough getting people to play fucking Eidolon if we could get like 20 people together that all wanted to play Team Fortress 2 in the same way you could get that Mario Kart map and just <laughs> we'd be cooking with gas we'd be cooking with fucking gas uh yeah anyway um the game awards are on right now so they are that's true they're on right now I'm not the the blessing in my life right now is I'm not looking at Twitter I'm look. I'm I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so you guys want to talk about the Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks. This Twin is Peaks. To- this is totally reprised episode two hundred and eighty-two, aka totally reprised epi- uh, season eight episode fifty, aka totally reprised has always been cool episode fifty. And we watched Twin Peaks episode forty-seven, aka Twin Peaks episode forty-eight, aka Twin Peaks episode forty-nine. If you can't fire walk with me as an episode. Luke? A.K.A. Twin Peaks episode 50, if you throw the missing pieces in there, too. No. 
aka Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 40-41-42. Again, depending on if you want to count the movie and its deleted scenes as episodes, which I wouldn't really think to, but the Wikipedia page sort of does? A.K.A. Twin Peaks Season 3, Episode 18. A.K.A. Twin Peaks The Return, Part 18. A.K.A. Twin Peaks A Limited Event Series, Part 18. A.K.A. Twin Peaks A Limited Series Event, Part 18, which is what I call it when I get confused, because it frankly makes way more sense because all events are limited, that's how time works. Why would you bother specifying that series can be limited or infinite? But I digress, I A.K.A. I am gonna hurt ya. A.K.A. <laughs> what is your name? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. All right. Bye. I, I see that for the final one, you lean way back into it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's right. Is this, really, is this really the eighth thing we've covered? Yeah, because it was totally spies, and then it was spy kids, yep. then it was cars. Yep. And yep. then it was the prisoner, and then yep. over the garden wall. Yep. Uh, and then it was common uh, Rider. Yep. And, and then, then uh, Gravity Falls, Gravity and then Falls, this. That's eight. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh-huh. We're here. We're at the end. We did it. We watched all the Twin Peaks. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy who made Gravity Falls did not watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also my big That's really take my takeaway from this whole thing. They, he don't yeah. watch Twin Peaks at all. Mm-hmm. Alex mm-hmm. Hershey, my nuts. <laughs> we, we've a talked about later, how... We're still mad. Because it's a bad show. It's, yeah, it's a no, bad show, and every time like one of my friends talks about, like, oh, man, watching Gravity Falls, what a great show. I like have to hold myself back from being mean. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see pictures of it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. In front of me, with my right, eyes. Right there with your eyeballs. Yeah, the, we've talked about how we were, like, up, like, maybe not the most comfortable in, like, how the you know, fix your hearts or die scene has, yeah. you know, was interpreted and aged and all of this. But, right, uh, right, right. Uh, every little bit of, like, Alex Hirsch is like, well, we try to be representative. It uh-huh. is way worse. Yeah, <laughs> way like worse. The worst way episode of Twin worse. Peaks over the best episode of Gravity Falls. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Anyway. Anyway. I can't stall it anymore. We gotta, we gotta use up the last of the Twin Peaks we got here in this jar. The opening uh, we, of this episode, Chef Kiss. <laughs> we open on Mr. C burning in hell. <laughs> I think you mean we open on a JPEG of Mr. C burning in hell. <laughs> yes. He's in the red room sitting in a chair. He's back to his, like, glassy blue eyes that he had, you know, back when he was first a doppelganger in season two. And just some shitty, like, Photoshop after, or yeah, Adobe After Effects fire is just sort of pasted on top of him. Yeah. he David Lynch went to the, like... You know, effect warehouse like website and just went to flame effects and add all. Right, he googled <laughs> add flame effects to photo. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's the best. And then uh, Mike uh, takes the gold bead and the lock of hair Cooper gave him and sets it in another chair and goes, electricity. And uh, just has a fun little... <laughs> He's, like, pinching it, but every time he pinches, it, like, freeze frames and reverses the footage. And then yeah. plays forwards again while he gets a little, like, zzz, zzz every time he squeezes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Al Strobel passed away since the last episode. Ripped to a fucking legend. Ripped to a fucking oh, legend, fucking dude. Fucking legend. I, yeah. 
I saw that he retired in 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah. He yeah. came back just for this. God, God bless. I'm, gl- I'm glad he did. <clears throat> I went to his Wikipedia page because uh, I was like, is there anything else Trouble's in that I would be yeah. interested in watching at some point? And no, not really. He, yeah, he, he really and also, was he not... just didn't do very much in terms of like movies or TV shows. Yeah, I think he was mostly a stage actor, which makes yeah. sense. Which makes sense. He did a lot of Shakespeare. Shame. Yeah. What a shame. I, I, I've said it before. He should have just had every voiceover job. All of them. God damn, yeah. dude. Every movie trailer with a narrator should have been narrated by Al Strobel. He could have been the guy. He could have been. But, you know, maybe he didn't want to be that guy. That's fine. Very possible. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, rip to a legend. What yeah. a shame. The dude we love the most on the show. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the unsung hero of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, after he, like, zaps the bead, he, like, steps away and starts bouncing around. It kind of just gobbles up the hair. I never really watched it it this closely until just now, but yeah, it's just kind of bouncing up and down in the chair, and every time it comes down, there's a little less hair than there was before. Uh, And then it blows up into Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah. And he's like, where am I? And he's kind of like original flavor Dougie, but, you know, he doesn't have the fat suit or the shitty hair. Uh, He's just like, hey! (laughs) I've I've sent back hot Dougie. Yeah. Yeah, it's made out of the real Cooper's DNA this time, so it's slightly, like, 10% better than the original Dougie. And then, and then Al Strobel, of course, has to teach him how to Dougie. Yes, yes. Yeah, naturally. He goes, hi, where am I? And then it just kind of, the camera swoops around the red room, and then smash cuts to the uh, Jones residence. I love this terrible fucking shot where, like, it's just a still image of the door sliding into place. Yeah, it's pretty Again, good. Again, one of those shots I didn't really, like, study until now when I'm, like, talking through it and having to rewind it over and over. <laughs> uh, but there's a knock at the door, and Janie E. goes to answer it, and it's Dougie. And it's there's Dougie. a cheerful, beautiful reunion. Yeah. Everything's um, everything's okay here in Las Vegas. I, I, I've I been saying this since even before yeah. uh, this episode. Dude, Coop, you had it all, bro. Yeah. You uh-huh. had it. You and simply you could decided, have lived your life, buddy. Yeah, you simply could have not done anything you did. You uh-huh. had it all, my man. You, you made... had a wife and a kid and a nice life and a big pile of money. And the Mitchum brothers. Goddamn Mitchum brothers. They would have he... done anything for you, Dougie. You were married to Naomi Watts. <laughs> Naomi Watts! <laughs> Naomi Watts was extremely horny for you, Cooper. Dumb motherfucker. I hate you so much. He was trapped in the Black Lodge for 25 years, gets out, spends weeks or maybe months recovering, and then as soon as he's okay, he hops right back in with both feet. Yeah, ooh, I'm the FBI. Look at me. Whoop, I'm all out of bone hurting juice. Time to go back to the store for more. Foolish. Uh, we cut back to the end of episode 17 where he's leading Laura through the woods. We basically just get that, that scene again where he... You know, fucks up guiding her through the woods and loses her. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it just smash cuts to a scene in the red room from episode two, with uh, Mike asking him, "Is it future or is it past?" And we get a lot of like redux scenes from that sequence in season two in like different order. Yeah. He's just he's adrift in time and space yet again. Because he's a fucking idiot. Because he's a fucking idiot. 
He's the most important thing uh, about season three is that Cooper's the dumbest motherfucker around. Yeah, huh? Yeah, and like we and like we know this, and we know this. But he finds uh, new and inventive ways to fuck up over the course of this episode. Yeah, he introduces new metaphysical concepts to Twin Peaks just so he can (laughs) fuck them up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he um is stuck wandering around the lodge some more. Um. He gets, like, flashbacks of when he met Laura and she whispered something in his ear. Um, he meets the arm, the evolution of the arm again, which uh, quotes what Audrey was saying to Charlie, which is it the story of the little girl down the lane. Yeah. And uh, he's just kind of like, um, well... He's like, I don't know what that means. I, I wasn't there for Audrey's plot, so... All right, y'all, I'm about to head out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't there for Audrey's plot, and she really, really not have a conclusion to the plot, so don't worry. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Who even knows if she's still alive? Yeah. Nobody. Who knows if she was ever alive? Yeah. Well, if you read Mark Frost's shitty book, he's she's in a mental ward. Okay, thanks. All right. Shut up, Mark Frost. <laughs> Mark Frost, shut the fuck up. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Terminal, like, I need to explain everything disease. Unless you listen to Mark Frost, something you should never do. There's obviously no firm answer about what Audrey's deal is. My interpretation is she just never got out of the coma. And, like, yeah, that totally shot of possible. her in the white room is, like, her maybe rising to, like, almost being conscious. Conscious enough to know that she's in, like, a hospital gown, but, like, she's yeah. still in a coma. Yeah, totally possible. Yeah, that'd probably be, yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't care for that, but, you know... That's life. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Cooper emerges into Glastonbury Grove, comes out the way he came in, finally. And Diane, the real Diane, is there. And I, I like the set of the Glastonbury Grove. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he's just, rules. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, it's, I, it, it was great in the original series, like, and like having it more of like a physical set. Yeah, yeah, it's it's clearly not just like a superimposed thing at this point. Yeah, yeah, it rocks. yeah, right. Like they clearly just put a bunch of dirt and trees on a soundstage so they could hang curtains, or I guess maybe they hung curtains out in the woods. I think yeah, this out in the woods. I don't know. It's probably easy. I think it's probably easier stage. to put it in the woods, but I have no idea. Harder to film there. Yeah, Ashley would know. Ashley, which is it? I would probably say that it is a set that they made. Yeah, uh, with a lot of. Because uh, also they would probably would have to get those specific trees, right? Uh, and at that point, it may just be easier to bring them into a set. Right, if you're planting the trees anyway, you may as well just plant them into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, have them. It'd be almost entirely false, right? And have it, especially if you know, with the Twin Peaks kind of style, where it is not that realistic looking on purpose, right? Uh, and also, if you're going to have that weird black hole in the middle, that yeah, will yeah. probably be easier to do on a set. Right. That makes sense. But yeah, Cooper uh, meets up with Diane. They're both like, is it really you? And they're like, yes, it is. And it's it's great. You know, they were both lost in the lodge for decades. Their identities were fractured across multiple, like, people and continuities. But everything's fixed now forever, and it's fine. Don't worry about Laura vanishing. Who cares? <laughs> we're going to go fix that one up right now. That's easy. Yeah, easy. no problem. No listen, problem. Listen, 
We built this whole dam, and yes, it's got one leak in it, but I'm simply going to stick my <laughs> finger in it, and it'll be fine. I'll stay in here forever. Uh-huh. All of our other problems are solved. I did ask Nothing. you last episode if you remember everything, and you said yes, and that would include when a guy who is basically me assaulted you, but, uh, let's get in the car. Yeah. Nothing ever bad happens to the Coopers. Everything got fixed forever, and that means we can just be together and in love like we always were, right? That was our plot, I think. Maybe it yeah, was that a long was time definitely ago. our plot. Wait, we only kissed the one time? That doesn't sound right. No, no, no. I think no, probably no, we were lovers. Right. You were my yeah, main love sure. interest, I think. So who's I Annie? I said, how is Annie? I was saying, who's Annie? Who's Annie? I don't know her. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? What are we doing here? I do agree with you. It's it's weird. It's a weird omission that there is zero Annie in this season at all. Even if you just like tell me that she's all fucked up somewhere, like I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, no, like just like even if like they're like a Gordon Cole point say it's like like after you know Cooper left, Annie also disappeared. Yeah, he, she doesn't even get a name drop. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, for for how much they bring back everyone in this. Right. It's weird. I was telling you, Molly, like my thinking is just ah, I guess maybe David Lynch just like puts her in the same bucket as all the other season two shit he doesn't like. Uh, and that's why she just gets like ignored. But like he put her in the movie and there was no need to have her in the movie. She was in the movie. You didn't yeah. kill her, and then you put her in the movie. What are you doing, man? It's really weird she doesn't have at least a cameo. Like, was Heather Graham not, like, available or something? Heather Graham is not busy. Like, yeah, like, that, like, the only thing I could think of is that, like, Heather Graham, like, asked not to be in it. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, whatever. Down, if, like, if that's Heather Graham's choice, it's, you know, that's her right, deal. Right, right, like the Michael Onkeen thing, right? Like, on one yeah. hand, like, what the fuck do you mean you can't make it, uh, Twin Peaks without Jared Truman, but if he doesn't want to show up, then, you know, yeah, and we have to. It's just... It just is weirder because Sheriff Truman constantly gets mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that if uh, she didn't want to do it and couldn't yeah. make it, they wouldn't be mentioning her every 10 no, minutes. Graham has said she would have totally been down to be there, but no one ever asked her. What the what fuck, the fuck <laughs> man? What in the shit? That's so rude. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. I, I always feel like there's like elements of that in, like, all of these big, like, yeah. you know, legacy sequel things. It's like where how it's like, The Matrix Resurrections doesn't have fucking Lawrence Fishburne in it. Yeah, what are yeah, we like, doing? I like that movie, but goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, I, I can't only feel like, like, something's up with this. And, like, I don't know if there is or, like, that's actually true or not. But, like, I just feel weird about this. <laughs> yeah, it's just odd. I, I don't have a good explanation for it. It seems obvious, like... Yeah, you're making a follow-up. One of the first things on the idea board would be you have to answer the question you asked in the last line of the old show. Yeah, I, it just uh, feels and apparently like you a don't necessity. except for in the final dossier. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, huh? Which, that you, almost makes me wonder if it's something where, like, that was, like, in a draft of the script at some point, and there's like, well, we gotta cut Annie for time, I don't know. No, you you had two Johnny scenes, man. You could have had Annie. I, I need more sweeping, please. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sweeping, the sweeping can you stay. can't cut. Yeah, Jacoby <laughs> needs to paint all five of these shovels. I'm sorry, Heather. There's just okay, no time. Okay, he does. Okay, he does need to. Listen, 
There's some stuff we can cut. Jacoby cutting the or painting the shovels. I am not cutting. <laughs> Cooper's got to draw shitty little doodles on every single case file. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it cuts to Cooper and Diane driving in a car uh, down some desert highway, and uh, they're just. We don't really know what they're doing at first, or maybe no. ever, depending. You know. No. Uh, but Diane is kind of trepidatious. She's like, Cooper, are you sure you want to go through with this? And, and he's like, of course, I have an idiot. <laughs> are yeah, you Cooper's sure? She's like, yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. Because you had a wife vin- and kid. It's kind of a vintage car they're driving. Like, he's, it's got, like, one of those big, old-timey steering wheels. And Yeah, like, this thing rocks. Yeah. Yeah, cool This car. could be, if you told me this was the same car from Ep 8 with that that couple was in. Oh, sure. I would believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Cooper <laughs> tells Diane to look at the di- uh, the odometer, not the diameter. That's Diane. Uh, he's like, see, look, almost exactly 430 miles. And then he slows to a stop. He goes, exactly 430 miles. <laughs> 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 check this shit out. I gotta go uh-huh. check my watch over here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, of course, 430 were the numbers the giant told him in episode one. Dude, Fireman, what are you doing, man? Uh-huh. What's your deal? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't really know. I don't know what the fireman wants at this point. He's like, I gotta get rid of Cooper. He's annoying. Because, <laughs> like, you know, we have all, like, the fireman clearly has nothing but good intentions, but I've re- this doesn't seem like it was the outcome he was rooting for. I I don't know. Cooper fucked it up. Yeah, maybe he just went rid of Cooper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's been crashing on my couch for 25 years. I'm 25 sick of it. 25 fucking years. I'm done with this shit. We never oh, every we day never it's seen... oh please my back is so tired from sitting in those lounge chairs all day. You've got a bed up there. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Giant, you could fly, okay? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Twice I've now I've seen you just sitting in the air to impregnate people with. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> See, Judy does it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's gross when Judy does it. It's gross when yeah. Judy does it. It's cool when I do it. <laughs> uh, but Cooper gets out and kind of like walks around. He's there, There's like a big line of like those really big electrical pylons uh, next to the road. Uh, which if you watch this four hour video on YouTube, they, it'll explain that those look exactly like owls and that's why they're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they look I, so much like owls. I fucking hate that man. <laughs> I just closed my eyes so hard that, like, I heard, like, all the blood rushing in my head. <laughs> There's a, he, he takes a frame from this and he doodles a cartoon owl over top of it to prove his point. Well, that seems like it's complete. <laughs> I hadn't even Can't, considered that. That's so funny. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> uh, but Cooper, like, kind of feels out and, like, he can feel, like, an electrical energy in the air. He's like, yeah, this is the spot. I can feel it. And he gets back in the car and he looks at Diane and he tells her to kiss him. And she's clearly, like, freaked out and not not in much of a kissing mood. No. But he, tell, he tells her once they cross over, everything could be different. They gotta kiss now. Maybe they never will again. So, they kiss. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, then yeah. they... Yeah, go ahead. Because we mentioned it recently... Unlike The Matrix, yeah, Twin Peaks is not about a romance. No, no, it's no, not. it's not. 
Um, and like Diane is not comfortable in any of these romance scenes. No, she, she is does deeply not like, seem like ah, she likes it. Eh. Um, but Cooper starts like slowly driving the car past the electrical pylon they're up to, and as he goes, like it's sort of midday, like sun's maybe starting to go down, but it starts flickering really rapidly, and all of a sudden he goes from like slowly driving on the side of the road in the middle of the day to speeding down the highway in the middle of the night. And, uh, yeah, they just go and find a shitty old motel to stop at. They got shit to do. They got yep. shit to do. Uh, is, Coop- this, yeah. is this the same motel that Mr. C stayed at? I thought it was. Oh, it might be. I didn't think of that. I thought I it was. S- it looks like the one that they killed Daria at. It, I'd have to go back and look. I That could be. Yeah. I think it's not the it, same kind of motel, at the very least. Yeah, at, at the very least. But it looks... The vibes looks are like the extremely similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead on the same vibes, if not the same Right, which made location. me think, like, oh, is this supposed to be, like, a different Mr. C or something? But I, you know... You know, kind of. Yeah, I, I think part of this is understanding that, you know, maybe they're not that different. Yeah, uh-huh. Um... But yeah, Cooper goes in to get a room, and while Diane's just waiting in the car, she looks over and she sees herself standing next to a pillar just looking back at her yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah dude Uh (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah oh gee maybe that like infinite fracturing of self that happened when they got sucked into the lodge didn't get fully resolved after all maybe everything's not okay yeah maybe everything's not okay uh oh man when Um, it cuts back and forth between that shot like three times and then on the third one it's the the doppelgangers there that rocks yeah, it's real good. <laughs> uh, Laura Dern also, she's not in a ton of this episode, but, you know, hey. No, she's good. Laura Dern, pretty good actor. <laughs> We've, I've said this before. Yeah. She's pretty good at this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Cooper comes back with a room for the two of them, and uh, they go inside, and sort of turn the lights on, and Diane's is like, okay, um, what now? And Cooper tells her to turn the lights out. And come over here and kiss me. And it's very, like... It's the kind of dialogue that, A, if it was delivered differently, and B, if the vibe was different between them, it might be, like, assertive in a romantic way, but it's yeah. the vibes are off. They're not yeah. good. They're rancid. It's bad. Like, I was thinking, is this the most awkward sex scene I've ever seen? Um, I don't have a less awkward one offhand. Yeah. Because uh, they kiss, and then the, like, doo-wop song from episode 8 starts playing, uh, My Prayer. And it, like, plays it at the start, like, earnestly. Like, oh, it's a sex scene. They're together in this motel. Like, oh, they've overcome everything, and they're, they're you know, having this moment. They're fucking. But Diane is clearly getting, like, more and more, like, uncomfortable with this, but not stopping for whatever reason. And she starts yeah. trying to, like cover up Cooper's face so she doesn't have to look at him and like she's staring up at the ceiling and like the music just keeps swelling and getting more and more like romantic but like it the scene just gets more and more just skin crawling the longer it goes yeah, yeah. this this is why I was like man is this supposed to be like the, the like when Mr. C and her you know uh, when when he's uh, like assaulted her but it's right. like no that this isn't anything like what she described so this got to be something else. My take on it is it's more like, again, like Cooper is trying to push the idea like, 
we've fixed everything. It's all better now and we can go back to normal. Hey, let's fuck because we're romantic partners now. And Diane, like, tries to go along with it, but fundamentally, he raped her. And he, like, she cannot yeah. handle yeah. looking at him while they're having sex. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that, the, the trauma that she has experienced, I don't think, has, like, healed in any way. And, like, the trauma that Cooper has gone through has healed in any way that I don't think that, like, him trying to recreate the, apparently, what they had... Right. ...can't work. Yeah, like... That time, that 25 years, it's lost. And the horrible things that happened in that time, they can't be undone. You cannot simply talk to David Bowie in a tea kettle and undo the bad things that happened. No, the you past is the future. Can't. Right. Yeah, is it future, is it past? The past dictates the present. You're, you're stuck with this, Cooper. Idiot. Um, it, on those lines, also, it's subtle, but, like, the set dressing for this motel room is, like... Like vintage, like they have a rotary phone on the table, and like it's an old cathode ray tube TV. What year is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? I did not pick up on any of that. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing you only notice when you watch it like four times and or read idiots on Reddit do a bad job of interpreting this episode. Sure, <laughs> as you're wont to do. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do both of those things. Um, but yeah, the, like, the song also, like, you know, when it plays in episode eight, the woodsman, like, cut it off partway through. This time yeah. it almost finishes, but it gets, like, cut off all, like, when the last note of it is fading out. Like, ah, uh, you almost got to the end, but no, 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 no. And then it just kind of cuts to black, and Cooper wakes up alone in bed the next day. Yeah. And he looks over, and there's a note to Richard from Linda... Well, those are the two names that the fireman told him about. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, Linda's telling Richard that she's they're done with each other. She doesn't recognize him anymore. Don't try to find me. And, and he's he like, okay. Sits like what? What? Because uh, he's like, you know do I what? know Linda? I, 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 I'm not sure this is Cooper anymore. I think this might be Richard, whoever the fuck that is. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I think it's this guy, FBI agent Richard. <laughs> Richard blew up. Yeah. I saw him explode. Yeah, it's a different Richard. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but also, probably there's a they could have named this guy anything and they named him Richard, so Yeah. Probably not accidentally, you know, drawing that line. Yeah. Um and, and he steps outside and it was the same hotel room inside, but it is a completely different hotel room on the outside. And the car he walks to is not the car they drove here in. It is the black car that Mr. C was driving when he crashed back in episode three. Mmm. Mmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know where they were last night, but now he is in Odessa, Texas. Yep. And uh, he seems disoriented, not in a Dougie way, more in a just, what the fuck is going on kind of way. <laughs> where the fuck am I? Yeah. Odessa? All right, sure. All right, okay. That tree next to my car kind of... Is that is that just a weird-looking tree, or is it supposed to kind of look like the evolution of the arm? I don't know. I'm driving away. Fuck I, this. I, 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 my girlfriend dumped me, apparently. Apparently, I had a girlfriend named Linda, except now I don't. Maybe... Was that Diane? Uh, I gotta get out of here. I need breakfast. Yeah. Gotta have some breakfast. Uh-huh. Thankfully, Judy's is just down the road. Yeah, he's driving around and sees a sign and says, Eat at Judy's, and he's like, Wait a fucking second. 
I know about some shit named Judy. Hold the fucking phone. I gotta go in there. I'm not supposed to talk about her, but I can eat at her. <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> what? Listen, I said at. <laughs> not better. I know, I know you did, but... <laughs> <laughs> I heard ya. Uh, and, uh, God, I remember people being like, no, we can figure out what year it is, because you have that population sign. We can look up census data to figure out when Odessa, Texas had that population, and then we can answer what year it is. Like, Buddy, shut damn. up. I hate people. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he goes in, he gets himself some coffee. That That's the same energy as people, like, trying to date movies by, like, Oh, I, there's a calendar in the background, and so I can tell, like, you know, like, because the 30s fell on this day. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Judy's is very, like, it's just kind of a diner. Like, it's not, like, yeah. shitty and creepy, like, say, the Deer Meadow Diner. It's just normal. It's like, there's you not many You say it's normal, but here. there's no tables in the middle of it. There's so much empty space in the middle yeah, of the diner. Yeah, you know diner. what? Now that I say that, it's not that normal. <laughs> It's not that normal. There's a ton of empty space. Most of the tables like aren't set. The like chairs are up on them. There's exactly two other sets of diners in here. No, you're right. This is not normal at all. This is not a normal diner. This is also a very movie diner. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, Richard gets himself a cup of coffee. Does not even like react to it. He's like, "Yep, that's coffee I'm drinking." Yep. Ugh. Our boy. Our yeah, boy's it, gone. It, it, I do, I kind of expect, but I do kind of love that you never ha- get him at the double R again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he fu- no, he fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. He fucked up. Yeah, Kyle McClellan has talked about, like, playing Richard, and he's like, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to play, you know, take elements of both Cooper and Mr. C at the same time and kind of mix them into one character for this guy. Yep, sure did. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Because, <laughs> yep. um, yeah, he obviously doesn't have, like, the dead black eyes like Mr. C has, but also, like, his hair is not as, like, perfectly, like, quaffed like Cooper's is, yeah, even no, though he's he, dressed like Cooper. And his delivery, especially, of his dialogue is very Mr. C. It's very Mr. C, especially yes. when he's, like, talking to Diane the night before. He was like, how about you come over here? Um, But, yeah, the waitress starts getting harassed by three cowboys at a booth. And he yells at them to leave her alone. I wish one of them was the cowboy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wouldn't make any sense. I wish one of no, these guys yeah, was yeah. the cowboy. Uh-huh. Uh, this is another very Mr. C scene when the cowboys come up to start harassing him. Like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And he just kind of, like, leans back in his booth and goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> and the one pulls a gun on him, which he then rips out of the guy's hand, kicks him in the dick, shoots the other one in the foot with uh, his gun, and uh, the last guy is just, like, standing there, and Cooper... This also is very reminiscent of, like, when Mr. C would, like, suddenly kill people. Yeah, this is not how Agent Cooper behaves, even when he's done action guy stuff. Yeah, but the thing, I think uh, the the mix here is that it's non-lethal, it is yes. non-lethal, but it's also very brutal. Yeah. Yes, it is. It, like, it It also, like, more than anything that, like, Cooper did in the first two seasons that was more action-y, it is, the, like, the Dougie where he, like, ripped that guy's palm off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even that, like, that was Dougie acting, like, on instinct, basically. Where this is, like, very calculated and deliberate. 
Yeah. Uh, where he just takes these guys down, and then he just starts walking around the diner with the gun drawn, pointing it at, like, random bystanders with his finger on the trigger. Yeah. Like, there's an old couple eating breakfast here that he's just, like, slowly pointing his gun at in case they try any shit. Yeah, and then uh, Cooper does one of his stupidest things, which is saying something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he, He, uh, so to establish the scene, he did, when he came in, he talked to the uh, waitress and asked if there was another waitress who worked here. Uh, She told him it was her day off, uh, and then was like, well, actually, it's her third day off. Yeah. Uh, Like, as in, she hasn't been here in a while. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so now that, yeah, he's walk like, he comes back behind the counter with her, who she's just kind of standing there, just kind of, uh, and, uh, he tells her to go write down the address of the other waitress, and meanwhile, like, he stops her to ask, like, where he puts the, like, French fryer, uh, to get it out of the oil, so he can just dump the, uh, cowboy's guns into the boiling oil. <laughs> Seems like a bad call, man. Seems like a real bad call, and then he just kind of stares at it for a second and looks over at the fry cook in the kitchen. He goes, "I don't know if this oil is hot enough to set off these bullets, but I'd recommend standing back." What yeah. a, what a weird choice, both in terms of you know Richard and also in terms of like what you would do in a like yeah. in a TV show, right? It's just, like, pointlessly endangering everybody in here. Like, he had already disarmed everyone. These guns had no threat. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, there is a serious risk that literally anybody in here could end up shot if these bullets go off. Or a passerby. Yeah. Yeah. It's Fucked up. That, the Cooper we knew, he ain't here no more. No, he's that, that guy died. That guy fucking died. Uh... And, uh, yeah, the waitress gives him the address for the, the other waitress, and, uh, he just leaves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just walks out the door with, uh, the gun still boiling in the oil and drives down the street. Uh, Did we mention that this was incited because the cowboys were hit, were, like, grabbing the waitress's ass or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Cooper finds the address for this other waitress. Um, the electrical pole from Firewalk with me, and also that uh, intersection where that little boy got run over comedically, uh, <laughs> is just outside. That's not where that goes. Why is that doing here? You're gonna have to explain to me why the little boy getting run over uh, matters now. Um, <laughs> I was well, I was okay. promised some explanation. I would say. What I like about that is the same, like, this whole episode, especially once they cross over, the tone is so, like, weird. And I think there's a lot of, like, bizarre tonal shifts throughout this season, and that's just one of them. And in and of itself, it doesn't matter very much. But, like, I like the weird, like, patchwork of different tones and, like, hitting some emotions very realistically, hitting other ones very melodramatically. Hitting that one like a video they make you watch in youth group uh, so that you get your friends saved before they get hit by a truck. Right. Um, I don't know. I just I, I like the way that like the show is not on the, the right wavelength at any time. And like part of it is Cooper like struggling to find the right wavelength and he, he just never does. Yeah. OK, sure. I said, you yeah, could, you could cut all that completely and it wouldn't I wouldn't be like. I don't know. There's something missing with this show. It almost seems like a little boy needs murdered or something. <laughs> and, like, the fact that 
almost everyone I've talked to about the return has been has said that that is like a very emotional scene. Well, that's the other thing. We're the only three people that think that scene's hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> everyone else is just horrified by it. Sorry, yeah, it's like really it, funny. Yeah. So, like that, if that is the intent it, to have this, like you know, moment that like doesn't feel right. right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it does that well. <laughs> sure, that's fair. I mean, I, I can only really talk about it in terms of, like, how I react to it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. like, that, my reaction to it was just like, well, this is weird. What's going on here? And, like, I... The fucking shit with Nadine and Ed is in I, sort I was of about a similar to ask about that. to me. Yeah. With, like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, no, don't worry. We're gonna give you everything you want with Norma and Ed, and the way we're gonna do it is we're just gonna fucking like, completely villainize Nadine in a way that really doesn't feel justified at all. But, you know, that's the shortest path to what you want. We gotta give the people what they want. We gotta save Laura Palmer from the past. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's like, it, anytime this goes for, like, an un... an unqualified, like, crowd-pleaser moment, it's got, like, another shoe that drops. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. And, like, that one's a much softer shoe that drops, but it feels of a piece with that same concept. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, I think you should just cut it, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Cooper makes it to the door, he knocks on it, and who should answer but Cheryl Lee? Ma'am. Ma'am. It's great <laughs> to see you. Uh, I'm so glad to see her. Glad they put you in one episode of this motherfucker. They finally yeah. had her play a third character. And you know what? She didn't get killed. That's true. Or maybe she died, but if she did, so did everyone else. Hard to say. Yeah, she might have killed the world, but that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But really, she at did that not point, get it's murdered fault. brutally on screen. Yes. <laughs> um, and Cooper kind of like, yeah, knocks the door like FBI, and she runs and answers and asks, hey, oh, have you found him? And he goes, um,. Uh, what? No, L- Laura Palmer? You're Laura Palmer, right? And she's confused, like, what the fuck are you talking- No, what? No. And he's like, well, okay, but you're super Laura Palmer, though? I can't tell if she is genuinely, like, I don't know who the fuck that is, or trying to put on an act. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the yeah. better parts of it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It- is she faking uh, not knowing, or is it just like, no, I'm Carrie Page. Uh, what? Are, who are you, and who's Laura Palmer? I think the way you see this, or the way you can see this, like, uh, okay, so the thing where Cooper did pull her and, like, get her in the woods, and yeah. then she disappeared. She fucking right. bolted, right? Like, okay, I'm just going to go start a new life, because there's nothing else to do. Sure, uh, this yeah, is yeah, you could see my that, one right? opportunity to do so. And right. then ends up here, he figures that out, does this. Dumb idea, yeah. really yeah. stupid thing to do. Uh, and, you know, maybe at that point she's already blocked it all out, and, you know, she's Carrie Page now. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's it's. But not... also, you know, this is probably just a different universe. That somehow makes more sense. Right, for whatever reason, it's very important to Cooper, or Richard, or whoever, that we get Laura Palmer back to the Palmer house. Um, yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, it seems like that is, like, the thing driving him, and, like, that's just the worst possible idea. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he keeps like, no, you're Laura Palmer. Look, your father's name was Leland, your mother's name was Sarah. And it's weird to me that she kind of stutters on, like, oh, S- S- Sarah, oh. 
as opposed to Leland. Yeah, I don't care for that bastard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> don't catch me copping on that one. Yeah. But uh, eventually, he just says, like, yeah, no, listen, I, th- I I don't really totally get what's going on, but I'm pretty sure you are Laura Palmer. Clearly, when I said your parents' names, it stirred something in you. Um, and this is going to sound weird, but it's very important that you come with me to Twin Peaks, Washington. And she just kind of starts nodding and goes, D.C.? D.C.? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> State. Washington, Washington State. State. She's, like, oh, she's kind of like, looks is that far away? Like, yeah. Yeah, it is yep. a bit of a drive, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, well, no, she's like, is that far away? He's like, it's a ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet she tells him, like, normally when someone like you would come sniffing around, I'd tell him to fuck off. But I actually need to get out of town right now, so maybe riding with the FBI might just save my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll call like, on Ed while I, I get, get ready get to go, stuff. and... She invites him in and then just walks down a hall and leaves him with the dead body with a gunshot wound <laughs> through the head in her living room. I don't and know Cooper's what... just like, yeah, this might as well happen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, Cheryl Lee, I don't know what you did or what that man did to you, but you were right, okay? Yeah, don't yeah, let anybody right ever tell you this. you weren't right to do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's interesting to me that she tells him that when someone like you would come around, I'd tell them to fuck off. Does that... Have other people come to her being like, hey, are you Laura Palmer? Oh, I, th- no, I, thought I just thought it was, it was more like just like law enforcement. Yeah, that, yeah, that's also, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like, I like the little white horse statue on her uh, mantle. Yeah, he yeah, looks over good. from the dead body and there's a white horse figurine on her mantle. Ah, shit. Rules. Yeah, I just like how there's constant little like sort of more like mundane versions of all the creepy Twin Peaks images kind of, like, stalking him throughout this. Yeah. It's really good. And she runs on the hall with her bag, and she's like, wait, is it cold? Should I bring a jacket? And he's if like... If you got a jacket, you should bring one, yeah. She's yeah, like, ah, yeah, I, I don't have any food. I, I can get us food on the way. Yeah, it's... We have... I have money. <laughs> she, I'm she, she's looking at her living room now. <laughs> you have the dead man in the chair on the, like, far end. A five-gallon bucket of paint... Some, like, frozen dinners on the mantle place, and then, like, an assault rifle on the floor. Look, she got the fucking job done, okay? <laughs> yeah, she sure did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no curtain. By the way, in her backyard, no curtains. This dead body is just on display in the <laughs> sun all day long. God, that's true. If somebody, if, if there was anybody nearby and, like, looked in her window, they'd be like, well, mm-hmm. guess I'm not calling the cops. And just like the the positioning of the blood splatter, this guy was clearly just sitting in this chair when she shot him from the front. Queen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, eventually uh, they get their shit together and go. You know, they get in the car and she's like, "Hey, are you actually with the FBI?" And he like shows her his badge, and she's like, "Well, at least I'm getting the fuck out of Odessa." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just thank God I'm leaving here. Yeah, this place sucks. Um, then, like, the bulk of the rest of the episode is just a very long sequence of them driving mostly quietly down the highway in the middle of the night. Yeah, hey, um, would have liked some stuff here. Doesn't have to be plot-relevant stuff, but, uh, I know, I know, listen, I know she's gonna yeah. do a bunch of, like, uh, like, selling, uh, the moments and whatever with her body. Sure. Would have liked some stuff here. I can... I think that's fair. I think if there was more dialogue here, I would not say no. 
Um, I think it's uh, an interesting choice for Cheryl Lee to be on the show and have her have like six lines. Yeah. But but I want more Cheryl Lee. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I am I am greedy for Cheryl Lee. I I totally get that. I don't know. There's just something about the vibes of this road trip sequence that's just. I don't think I have seen a piece of media that like captures this feeling like dead on like this to me. I'm just like, we've been driving for a long time. We're like out of things to talk about. Uh, there's like a lot of weird feelings in the air, but nothing we're actually going to discuss. I'm tired, but I don't really want to go to sleep. I don't know. There's like an energy to like being in that kind of moment that this just. I don't know, it it grabs it for me, and I'm, like, very... Even though there's, like, no dialogue, and I'm, like, got a million questions, I am mostly just, like, kind of riveted by it. We've been through this, Luke. Absolutely! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Uh, yeah, I I appreciate them seeking out that vibe, because it is a vibe that also doesn't get filmed a lot. But I want more. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, like, I, I get that. I totally get that. The part um, where there are the headlights following them is probably the most interesting part. But then they turn off and then we have more time where nothing happens. Yeah, more time where nothing happens. Yeah, they were not being followed. They were just being paranoid. Um, yeah. The few lines of dialogue she does have, she's like half asleep and just starts talking about Odessa what you say, like, oh, Tessa, I just always try to keep a clean house. And just, like, I don't know, just between her delivery and just, like, I, every time I'm, like, not watching this episode, I'm like, oh, right, when Shirley gives that big, long monologue about being Carrie Page, and then I watch it, like, oh, no, it was just two lines of dialogue. I yeah, just, it's just two yeah, lines of dialogue. I just mentally fill in way more because of, like, all the, I just think she does such a good job of, uns- like, selling all the unspoken parts of this. I'm just like, yeah, this is a person who's had a whole life, and, like, I can, like, I can't, I don't know what it is, because she didn't tell me, but I can, like, feel it in her performance, and it just, it, it is, I'm very riveted when I watch this. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would have been more mad about this if we had recorded when we planned to record (laughs) Oh, sure, the day after. The day after. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh, but having sat on it for a while, like, I like the rest of the episode enough that, like, even this part where I'm complaining about it, it's still pretty good. Like, don't well, get me I, wrong. I do think even now they are still playing with the tension of, like, we're getting closer and closer to the end, and there's still so many things about this I don't fucking understand. The last, like, two episodes introduced, like, eight new concepts that yeah. you're not explaining at all, and now it's just, oh, it's just silence? You're, ooh, I can see this runtime coming out, and you're... You're using yeah. it on silence? We, like, did, I think, <laughs> we did check the runtime. I think that, like, panic that, like, the, you're almost at a train track and you haven't explained fucking anything is, like, part of it, too. Of just, like, like the anxiety of, like, okay, but, okay, the next scene will probably, will probably explain it, though, right? <sighs> I just, it's not even, like, a need to explain it. No, sure. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, I, I just would have liked a little more here. Yeah. It's the last episode of your show. I, I uh, yeah, and like, I, I understand can... me saying this. That's probably the intended reaction, but you totally. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very much like the first two seasons end with a bang, and this one definitely ends with a whimper until yeah. it ends with a scream. <laughs> yeah, you know, when season one ends with like every cliffhanger happening, and then Cooper getting shot, and then season two has the whole red room craziness, and he gets norted. This one, he kind of gets Mulholland drived, and he's just sort of bummed out about it. He's not like. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's just kind of like, like withdrawn and sad. The other movies. God damn. Yeah. Just like, ah. Oh, mm. Um, but after a long time, like they stop at a gas station. Something about the way this is shot just feels way more like even more than like the previous scenes in this world or whatever, these nighttime bits feel like, oh, they're just kind of like in the real world or something. Like there's it's got like less of a shine on it than the rest of the show does. When there's like at this fucking Valero gas station. Or like Valero. They, yeah. Or, like, they get to Twin Peaks and they're driving through, but, like, all the lights are off in town. The, like, double R is closed up. The thing I thought was interesting is the old double R. It's not the new one with the double R to go sign or right, anything. it's not the double R to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have any of the new, like, branding stuff on it. I just right. thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have to look. I, I wonder if this is just what that restaurant looks like in real life. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they eventually get... I, I got, yeah, like, a lot of Bluff City vibes from this whole section. Sure, yeah, I, I know what you mean. The, yeah, there is a part in the end of the first season of Bluff City that is very much this. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd have to re-listen to it again, but I would not be surprised if they referenced this episode specifically. yeah. Uh, okay, so that is not exactly what the double R looks like in real life, because where it says, like, Mar for, like, it's got, like, the neon M-A-R on the T. In real life, that's a neon sign that has, like, the name of the actual owner. Oh, and then okay. also painted on, like, the actual side of the wall, it's, like, home of the Twin Peaks cherry pie, which they don't have here. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny, though. <laughs> they could have that. I'd believe yeah. that was a real sign they had there. Right. But uh, they get to the Palmer residence, and uh, they get out of the car and go knock on the door. You know, it's it, it's time to introduce uh, Laura Palmer to, you know, Judy or Sarah or whatever's going on, and do whatever the fuck Cooper's trying to accomplish by doing this. But uh, Grace Zabriskie does not come to this door. Nope. Some Some new lady does that we ain't never seen before. I thought she looked, uh, I told you this, Luke, I haven't told you, Ashley, I thought she looked a lot like the lady who played uh, Truman's wife. She does oh, kind of yeah. look like her. Yeah. yeah. Um, this uh, actor is not an actor. This is the person that owns this house in real life. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is something I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, believe you told me this, Luke. Probably, yeah. When I, uh, yeah, years ago I told you how, th- <laughs> I told you how this scene goes. Yeah. Before we ever were going to cover this for the show. And you're like, ah, I'm never going to watch Twin Peaks. You can tell me. <laughs> yeah. Because you were, I think you had just like either rewatched or watched it again. Yeah. And I was like, like, I gotta talk time. about this. Yeah. And you're like, Ashley, you'll love this. Like. <laughs> uh, and then now Damn, you watch the it. Like, secret. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pretty what's disappointing. That? Yeah. Pretty disappointing. Light secret. That's all. No, I knew that's it wasn't not the light be... secret. Oh, oh what I've the fuck? got a. I've got a big light secret. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this woman like talks to them and he's like, Cooper's kind of baffled that this is not Sarah. He's like, what? Um, okay. Do you, did you buy this house from Sarah Palmer? And like, she keeps like putting her head behind the door to talk to like, her husband or something off screen, but in a way that like feels very unnatural and weird. Like, is there actually even someone back there or not? Right. Yeah. Um, 
The subtitle says that there's somebody speaking back to her. I don't know if I believe that. I don't yeah. know if I believe that either. <laughs> I, I didn't really hear anything, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, oh, uh, yeah, no, we, no, I, I don't know any Sarah Palmer. No one by that name lives here. Uh, we bought this house from a Mrs. Chalfont, and my name is Alice Tremond, which are the two names that the old lady. That the old lady uh, had. With yeah. the cream corn boy <laughs> had back in the old series. And uh, he's just like, ah, uh, okay, I'm sorry for bothering you so late at night. And they walk away, they walk back down into the street, and Cooper looks like he got punched in the stomach or something. Like, he is yeah. just like, yeah, he's what like, the fuck? This isn't how the finale's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> There's supposed to be an earth-chattering kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of like stops and turns to Carrie and says... What year is this? And she's not listening to him because she is like fixated on the house and is just staring at it. And like very faintly, she can hear the like slowed down sample of her mom yelling for Laura that, you know, they've used a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And then she just lets out one last trademark Cheryl Lee blood curdling scream. Yeah. And the power surges, all the lights, like, blow out in the house, and everything goes dark. And, um, then the credits roll over, like, a very dark, uh, slow-motion image of, uh, Laura whispering the secret to Cooper back in the Red Room. Yep. And that's the end of Twin Peaks. What's up? I want to correct you on one thing. Cooper does not look at, uh, Carrie when he asks what year is it. Oh, you're uh, right. Which I think is better. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because he's just, like, leaning over in the street, like, what year is it? Yeah. Rocks. It is, like, what a question to have the last line of dialogue in your thing be. (laughs) Like, oh, fuck, I didn't even... That's great, (laughs) The idea that we could not be in the right year was not even introduced. What? Sick. Um, yeah. Uh, people fucking suck at interpreting this. Would either of you say this is a happy ending for Twin Peaks? No. No? What? That's oh, fascinating, because uh, a lot of people sure twist themselves into knots to explain how actually everything went perfectly according to plan, and everything good happened to the end. The thing, the thing about what? Twin Peaks what? is that nothing that... goes right. What? Because no, that's what yeah. life is. Molly, you see... The fireman and Cooper conspired to build a pocket reality they could lure Judy into and then use Laura Palmer, you know, which took her face off. She had all that light inside of her. She is like a an atom bomb of goodness that they could bring to Judy to destroy her forever. And that's how the show ends, Molly. Um. Yeah, I think we got to... Uh... I think we got to take away TV from people. Yeah, I yeah, think no more TV time. I think they're <laughs> yeah. not uh, able to be trusted with this kind of thing. Yes. No, like, not at all. <laughs> the literal facts of what happened in this episode are very ambiguous and open to interpretation. Yes. But the emotions of it are completely unambiguous. This is a total failure on every level. Exactly what they failed at and what that failure means, you can argue about that. You can't argue that it was actually a success. No. No, yeah, not at all. That's just not true. Uh Uh-huh. 
No, uh, see, Cooper, people. like, Laura didn't get, like, stolen away from him in the woods. He, like, that was what it was always supposed to happen. To, she no! Was, he, she had to get sent to the Odessa reality, you know, as bait for the trap to get... And then, <laughs> and then Diana Cooper had to have sex because sex magic, like we saw with the two people in the New York box room, that's and what like summons we saw Judy. In season two! <laughs> they were trying to lure Judy to Truman to kill him. Right. It just didn't work out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, people will love to go back to, well, in the secret history of Twin Peaks, Mark Frost does talk about uh, Jack Pars. What's that guy's name? Parson, the rocket scientist who, like, did do sex magic in real life. So clearly what? that was seeding the hint that we're meant to understand that sex Wait, magic what? is the key to this whole thing. Wait, what? You don't know about Jack Parson? I don't. He was a NASA yeah. scientist and also, like, an occultist that did a lot of freaky sex magic. Oh. Man, the 60s were wild. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Probably not, though. It's probably evil, but, like, probably. you know. I'm guessing at least one person was horribly abused, but I haven't read that yeah, story probably, that closely. Yeah, probably, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Uh-huh. I don't know that I would, especially in the 60s, I don't think you should cite NASA scientists from the 60s uh, for right. basically anything. Well, I said he yep, is yes. in the secret history of Twin Peaks because that's like the Assassin's Creed shit that Mark Frost loves. Yeah, I'm speaking to Mark Frost now. Oh, uh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you'll find that NASA in the 60s was maybe not the uh, best place to be. Yeah. Not, the, not the kindest group of people you could Are know. the things they don't know about NASA in the 60s? I just assume it was all Nazis. I mean, it's the... Oh, sure. That's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, like you know, they came out like you know the forties and the fifties more, but they're still they're still there I, in the sixties. Probably still there. Yeah. We really just did that, huh? Yeah, sure did. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a cool, cool world. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know exactly what Cooper was trying to do. I do think he was trying to, I don't know, kill Judy or something. Much like Mr. C, I think, because again, two birds and one guy. stone, you know. Two birds yeah. and one stone. Get Bob and Judy at once. Um, exactly the like mechanics of that plan, I don't know, and I don't care. It's clearly not the point of this thing. Um, to me, the point is just that like he Cooper feels very assured, especially in episode seventeen, that he has solved all of this. He knows exactly what to do, where to go. He simply needs to time travel to save Laura Palmer, and that will undo all the trauma, and nobody has to be sad anymore, and then everything will be good. And then that doesn't work. He's like, okay, well, we just simply have to go kill Judy. Easy. No problem. I will simply handle it. And, like, he never knew what to do. That's why the final shot of the show is him being whispered a secret that the audience never gets to hear and that he probably fucking forgot, given his track record with secrets Laura whispers to him. I can't uh, I can't stress enough uh, that, once again, he did not go to the Palmer house before he went to do anything else. <laughs> he, right! He once again did not interview Laura Palmer's family. Yeah. Yes. Who had like, a ghost in her house who was probably the Judy guy she, that he was looking for. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All could have been addressed way easier, bud. You missed, um, man. Like, if I'm doing asshole... Because, oh, go ahead, because go ahead. yeah, like, he did go because, oh, I'm just such a... 
empath that I will communicate psychically with her. Right, right. I will simply... You're a strong sender, not a strong receiver. Clearly. Uh, clearly not a strong receiver. Jesus Christ. Like, if I'm going to be an asshole and overanalyze shit, uh, the show already plays with the episode numbers in the show. We're like... He, in episode 3, he almost goes through the 15 door, but he can't go through that till episode 15, so he's got to go through the 3 door or whatever. Okay, well, there's 18 episodes in this show. That adds up to 9, which is one shy of the number of completion. He didn't finish his fucking quest. He blew it. He just fucking dropped it at the one-yard line. <laughs> yeah. He, he dropped it at the one-yard line and continued into the end zone yeah. and started dancing. <laughs> God. I, uh, listen, I get it. He, the first time he got trapped in the Black Lodge, kind of, uh, not really his fault. You know, yeah. A different guy went there, stole his girlfriend, whatever. Right. Um, round two, bud, this one's on you. <laughs> yeah. Fool me yeah. wants shame on me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's, I just, I get so mad every time I remember that people try to twist this into a happy ending. <laughs> I, I I truly never thought that that would be a thing people would do. Yeah, but well, like, when you mentioned that, like, dumb interpretations, I'm like, oh, the, like, people bringing back, like, the, the Nagasaki thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I thought you were going with. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like yeah. this was good, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dude. like, a couple hours ago, I just, like, refreshed myself on that theory and read, like, Probably 5,000 words of a blog post and just wanting to throw my phone with every sentence. It's just... Basically, like, a lot of season three is just the, the hubris of man. Uh, <laughs> and how yeah. evil we are constantly. Right. Uh, and then... It's a good thing, though. We did it. But, but, what did you... God. Uh-huh. You don't even know what Judy is. Yeah. It killed yeah, a trucker. That's all I know. She killed a trucker. Yeah. Well, me and Ashley were talking, and, like, my take is that Judy is mostly just, like, neglect. Like, it's in Firewalk with me because part of what, you know, is hurting Laura is, like, the lack of anyone helping her. That's why we don't talk about Judy because of, like, the absence of it. And it's, like, also the fact that Sarah's been neglected for 25 years and, like, no one's helping her through basically being the most traumatized a person can be. Yeah. And yeah. like the if you want to combat that, the way to combat that is being a caring empathetic person that reaches out to other people, not inventing time travel shenanigans with your uh evil spirit buddies. I tell and you what. Go ahead, Ashley. I was going to say it's something that like Cooper in after he got shot talk, like talked about that he's not a very like person who communicates well right he says like i wish i was a kinder person and on one level it's like well that's like cooper's the nicest sweetest guy but like there's times when that feels a little uh two-dimensional or there's times when like he does have kind impulses and he sets them aside you know he ditches his family to go do time travel fbi shenanigans yeah like what are you doing man yeah he, he has to keep uh like Doing horrible, like showing horrible things to the other victim. Yeah, Dutton Jones was the most about. no thoughts, head empty protagonist in the history of fiction, and he did way more good than Dale Cooper could ever hope to. On accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I was gonna say is that 
I tell you, if you put if Hawk is the main character of the show, everything's solved. Easy. Oh yeah. Done. Yeah. One and done. No fucking right. problem. Uh-huh. There's fire where I'm going. Don't worry, Margaret. I got a fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> I brought the appropriate tools for this fight. Yeah, yeah. That would be such a f- I just imagine like the funniest way to end this is just like a like going all of like just like a montage of them like getting bunches of guns right <laughs> doing the doing the matrix we need guns <laughs> yeah and like having like a fucking like having the twin peaks police do like a swat team on like judy at the palmer household uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then like david Lynch is like oh yeah no this is always what it was about right. <laughs> yeah to me season three is very much about just like Things went horribly in season two because honestly, the overall trajectory of Twin Peaks is downward from the beginning. Like, yeah. it's, every finale, every season finale is worse than the last one for our heroes. Um, and it's just like it's instead of trying to move on, it's no, 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 we can fix this. And it's just the kind of thing of like the tighter he tries to squeeze onto this, the more he just cracks it and breaks it until the point where like reality is unraveling by the end of this. We're like, he rewrote history and then we didn't even have enough time to see the effects of that before he jumped to a parallel reality and fucked that one up too. Yeah, like, if you if you want to, like, take it down, like, Cooper, you could have left this town like you were supposed to when, you know, the murder is, like, air quotes, solved, right? Right. You, you wrap up with everybody, you leave, and then none of this shit happens. Like... Yeah. You move on with your life because you're just an FBI guy. Like, you don't yeah. get to solve the great mysteries of life. Or it's also, like, obviously, wanting to save Laura Palmer is a well-intentioned thing. Laura Palmer had a horrible life, and yeah, arguably, she deserves that kind of thing. But, like, alternatively, instead of putting all of that energy into one girl that died in the 90s, maybe somebody should be checking out where the fuck Becky went. Maybe someone should right. be, like, figuring out what's going on with Audrey. Maybe there's dozens of women being attacked today that we could be doing something about instead of obsessing over Laura Palmer, who we already, like, lost the window of opportunity to help. Yeah, that one's gone. Like, we we lost that one. That's fine. You can yeah. learn a lesson, or you can try and fix it, which is not the lesson to be learned. Right. Fool of a man. I Go do back love to him, good, Watts, good, good character. <laughs> Fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> Her name's Janie E. <laughs> it is. It is. You know? Yeah. Idiot. Idiot. How'd, how'd y'all care for Twin Peaks the Retoin in the in a final analysis? Uh banger. I basically know already, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that it accomplished a lot of the things that it set out to do. Yeah. And I just personally didn't enjoy watching it. I think that's that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely reasonable. I, I'm glad I, it was not like just nails on chalkboard the whole time long. Like it seemed like it might be after the first two for you. Yeah. You know, I, it had its moments for you, but yeah, yeah. I I am curious, Luke. As, like, you know, you were somewhere, like, we talked when we watched The Prisoner, you were like, I'm sure, I, I'm pretty sure I can get Ashley on my side. Uh-huh. Was this a thing where it's, like, with the third season, you are like, well, I know Ashley's in the pocket. I 
felt pretty confident you were in the pocket until we watched those first two and you hated them. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, uh, I hope she at least likes it a little bit then. Like, that just immediately recalibrated my expectations for, Yeah, I was like, ah, you might come around once it gets into, like, the weirder shit that might grab you. But if, like, the basic moment-to-moment, like, filmmaking and dialogue and stuff is just, like, not working for you, then I don't, I don't think that anything's gonna save it. You don't yeah. want to watch a guy watch a box, then uh, we're gonna have problems with this one. Yeah, uh, like yeah, the the filming techniques in this are the the things I like the most about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I, so did we end up with each of us has a different favorite season? I believe so. Well, well are know. you still season two's best, or are I you? Don't, I don't know. They, yeah, they're such different things. They're hard that, to like, compare for sure. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. difficult to compare them because, yeah. like, season two is like a very goofy soap opera, which is just kind of like the type of shit I eat up. That's comfort food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the return is not something I would put on lightly. <laughs> I guess. Sure. You know. Uh huh. Um, but I would watch Dick Tremaine get like his nose chomped anytime. Right. That's that's Where's just Dick? comfort food. There should have been some Dick Tremaine in here. Why wasn't Billy Zane in the background of the photo of Cooper at that mansion that they had at the FBI? Why wasn't Billy Zane there when, uh, like, we had that one shot to Argentina with the weird transponder that crumpled? It should have yeah. panned up and Billy Zane should have just been in a chair, like, reading a paper and looks over it like, what? And then just goes back to his paper. Yeah, he goes back to his paper. <laughs> Billy What's Zane Billy Zane doing these out. days? He had time. He's not doing shit, man. Uh, again, Heather Graham, get her the fuck in here. What the get hell? Get the fuck in here. What are we doing? Yeah, for the record, what the final dossier says about Annie is that, what, like, she did survive. She's, like, healthy, but she's completely nonverbal and I think, like, catatonic. But once a year, on the anniversary of the day all the lodge shit happened, she just says, I'm fine, answering Cooper's question of how's Annie. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. It's not good. Well, here's, yeah. here's what I told Molly. That's fucking stupid when you write it off as like, here's one detail in a shitty book. If you had a scene with like Heather Graham in like a nursing home or something, I can imagine a world where the acting and the filmmaking of it like sells me on that idea. But just as a bullet point, basically. No, fuck you. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah shut the fuck and up. also like the amount of women in this who are like, and they're catatonic. Now. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Also How many that. women in comas do we need? Right. <laughs> used to be... This show used to be more of an equal opportunity coma situation. <laughs> I guess, you know what? I guess that's not true. No men went in comas in the old show. Yeah, that was about to, I was about to say... Oh, like, no, 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 Leo, Leo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Leo Leo did go into a coma. They did put Cooper in the lodge, which is almost functionally equivalent, but... Sure. Yeah, just a weird... A lot of weird choices not that like again i like season three a lot i had a lot yeah. of fun watching this um i think the mitchum brothers are some of the all-time guys in history yeah um but man a lot of weird decisions about like people from seasons one and two to bring back and not to bring back and what they're mm. doing like yeah. bobby as a cop makes perfect sense but like right yeah kind of weird that shelly's still working at the diner yeah i think it's trying to ride a line between like hey you know it's just like the old show. Like, you remember, like, but also mixing in the sadness of, like, yeah, this person's never moved on with their lives in a meaningful way. Weird that Shelly's dating that guy who just sells all of those drugs. And yeah. That's yeah. just kind of a thing that's happening. Yeah, but, like, Shelly and her daughter is, like, as a storyline, just kind of doesn't 
exists. No, totally. doesn't have enough screen time to breathe. There's clearly something going on there. Like, there's enough there to sketch out the basics of it so you get the idea of, like, oh, yeah, see, it's like a cycle. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Like, I think it would be more interesting if it was, like, Shelly spiting Bobby on purpose by marrying, or by, like, being with somebody who's, like, a crime guy. Right. If you want to do something with her, at least. Yeah, but, like... You know, we've talked about, like, oh, the Judy being the non-action in all of this. Right. But, like, also, with Shelly's daughter, like, people do try to help her. Yeah, and she's just like, no, I'm good. Which, you know, that's, it's a thing about people in abusive relationships. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, the last scene we get with her is Shelly doing the opposite, right? She's going to just ignore the problem. But then stops. No, hey, hold on. I'm your mom. Come on down here. Let's talk. Yeah, and, and then like, yeah, we just we never, never see, see the again. aftermath of that. Yeah, and then we get like the scene of like Hawk talking to Sarah Palmer, like saying, "Like, hey, if you need anything, yeah, please let me know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I can like at I least said, maybe see the argument for. That's too little, too late. Yes. Oh yeah. No. It. Listen, he should have been there. You know, thirty years ago. Right. Yeah. But and also, I guess maybe you could try to argue with that with Becky too. But the difference is, we don't know Becky. Yeah, like Becky's not a long-running plotline in our heads, so yeah, it's just not the same effect. Um, yeah, I think there is a lot of space to criticize the return. I think some of the ways it satirizes, like you know, we talked about this a lot, like the way it satirizes the way TV shows treat women, sometimes just turns into you're just doing the thing you're ostensibly mocking. Uh, David Lynch has learned no lessons when it comes to like disability and race at all. Yeah, zero. Yes. Um, there's, there's tons of problems with it. Richard is just pointless, exploited in violence. Who's just rude. Yeah, you could cut him from the story completely and I, you wouldn't miss him at all. Kind of brutal about Miriam, huh? Yeah, I mean, at least she pulled through, I guess. Like, we don't know that. I feel like given that the last we saw of her is she's recovering and Ben is going to pay for her operation... We're, like, left to assume that she's going to be okay. Yeah, but we don't know that. I would say with the way stories work, absent other information, that is enough to yeah. be told. Yeah, she's fine. I guess, but Audrey's still in the hospital, or we don't know what happened to Audrey, so... Well, listen, if if season four ever comes out and Miriam has a weird dream sequence at the roadhouse, then we can... Yeah, yeah then we'll be able to put this one to bed. I'm just saying that, like, a, yeah. lot, of, a lot is left ambiguous here. No, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, Especially tons... with regard to violence towards women. Yeah, no, yes. I agree. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's flaws you could point out for days, and I would not along with them, but end of the day, uh, my reaction is like the dead opposite of Ashley's, where just like, moment to moment, I am so just on this show's wavelength that I can forgive it a lot of faults, especially when I mostly think it nails it on the big picture stuff, even if there's lots of stumbles along the way. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sicko's guy, mostly watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is extremely a vibe and a wavelength show, and I was just not on the wavelength for this final season. Right, Which right. was a bummer for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry that that was the case. We did subject you to 17 weeks of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had a great time watching it and recording with recording this podcast with you. Too. I just feel bad that we watched Common Rider, which you didn't like, and then we watched your show, which we all hated, and then we watched the show, which you did like, until you didn't. <laughs> I think I like uh, actually need some wins on this podcast. Is all I'm saying. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I don't we know if plans. Ashley needs wins. <laughs> Ashley needs wins. Shut up. Uh, Ashley I deserves think, the world. 
I think what we're just finding out is that Ashley and I have, like, opposite taste in TV shows. Sure. Yeah, and also I'm just not as much a TV person as yeah. either of you. I sure. love 30 minutes of drama. Or an hour. I'll take an hour. An hour, yeah. More than that, you're pushing it. You're pu- yeah, you're I, really I'm like, it. you know, 90 minute plus is the perfect length to tell a story. Right, Disgusting. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we all agree, though, Firewalk With Me easily, like, not even close to the oh, best yeah. thing about Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Easy. That's, it, yeah, because I love stories that are 90 plus minutes. If oh, you sorry, didn't you need the rest for context, you could j- <laughs> Yeah. If you didn't need the rest for context, you could just throw the rest of it away. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, listen, I like it. I'm glad we have it. I'm just saying. No, yeah, I, like, Firewalk With Me to me is just kind of like a... Like, obviously, like, so in-depth in, like, the DNA of Twin Peaks, but also just, like, maybe one of, like, the best stories I've, like, in, like, pieces of art about abuse. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen. Also, like, if that's the, if that is is the cap to Twin Peaks, like, what a fucking cap. Right. Yeah. Violence against women is a theme David Lynch goes back to over and over and over again, and Firewalk With Me feels like the only one where he, like, nailed it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, every other true. one, there's some kind of fumble to it. Where it's like, ah, ah, you didn't, yeah, yeah. Come that on, one, man. though, no notes. Yeah, and I, I think you know, having Cheryl Lee as your main actress in that really helps. And having it's gonna help you a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. Should I reveal my light secret now? For the yes, love of God, please, please. Uh, well, I'm gonna paste a YouTube link in this here. Okay. Okay. Light secret. Okay, you've Light made secret. a video. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't don't have you started it, Luke? I did. I'm sorry. All right. I'm going to ask you. I stopped I'll, it. I've reset it. I'll figure out how to do this. Okay. In editing, but I'm gonna have a three, two, one, play. Great. Okay. Are you ready, Luke Molly? Yeah. 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 All right. Three. Two, one, play. Hi, Molly and Luke. It's Kimmy. And I'm here on the tub in the bathroom where the light (laughs) is good. Even though it's daytime outside, I have all the curtains drawn and the air conditioning on because it's 90 degrees outside. I just went out there and um, I, I, I went... I'm going back inside and doing the cameo in the bathroom. <laughs> I was going to do it in the backyard, and um, Danny came my God dog bless. and I went, no, this is, this is nutty. I don't know why it feels much hotter than 90, but um, <laughs> it does. So, Molly and Luke, this is from Ashley Lee Minor, and it says... So um, true. <laughs> Please congratulate. Oh, this is for congratulating them for finishing Twin Peaks. Um, my instructions are: Luke and Molly are huge fans of the show. I would like you to congratulate them for reaching the end. Okay, so congratulations, Molly and Luke, for watching the whole <laughs> shebang. Um, I wonder, have you seen Fire Walk with me? And I have. It's great. Have. Have you seen The Missing Pieces, which is... I have. It's less great. Actually, the rest of Firewalk with me. Um, 
but it's a whole Agree movie. to disagree, ma'am. haven't seen it or heard of it. It um, is a whole movie. I highly recommend so true. watching The Missing Pieces. Lucy and Andy are in it for a little bit. That is true. But, um, most people don't watch it because they think it's just a bunch of outtakes, but it isn't. David Lynch uh, put it all together, so it's a bonus David Lynch movie that I keep pushing on people so, because for some reason they didn't know that it was there and that they would love it. And it's something else to love. And always we want more things to love as well as people and places That's so and true. occasions and life in general, right? Okay, well, so I highly recommend watching that and of course fire walk with me everybody loves fire walk with me um not everybody i guess but most, most to do okay molly and luke here's a big kiss that's for molly and that's for luke oh ashley lee minor there's you, yours, and uh, Molly and Luke. Remember, keep spying. <laughs> God bless oh Kimmy Robinson. May she live forever. What a queen. <laughs> so I, I got a cameo from Kimmy Robertson. <laughs> uh, and had her say thank you for... <laughs> Most of it we was can't... her telling us to watch the missing pieces because she's in that. <laughs> it was about 50% the a weather report <laughs> and about 50% watch the missing pieces. Yes. <laughs> what more could you ask for? What more? That... <laughs> it's good to know she's just losing in real life. <laughs> it's good to know she's just like that. Oh my god. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I set it up for this like in like the summer. God. And cuz I wasn't sure how long it would take. Right. Uh-huh. And I wanted it ready and yeah. then she like sent it back the next day. <laughs> oh, what a queen. Oh man. But I am just extremely glad that I got Kenny Robertson to say keep fine. I am also very glad you got Kenny Robertson to say <laughs> yeah, keep spying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I felt like that's a light secret. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a pretty light secret. And yes, I did tell Pris this, like I just had to. <laughs> and we'll post that on our Twitter or something. Yeah, we'll do yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, that is I'm delighted. Unreal. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Now I got to do my idea for a Christmas gift for y'all. Oh God. I don't have anything. Well, <laughs> uh, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I don't think you'll feel much need to reciprocate. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. One fear. <laughs> Uh, alright, do we have anything, uh, Ashley, let's do questions first, I guess, if we don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, so we mostly just got people asking what year is it, or how's Annie? Sure. Come on, you guys. Real questions, uh, please. 2022, and who fucking knows, Yeah, who fucking knows, I don't yeah. know. Uh, the only actual question we got was from at Jewberry Cakes, 
Uh, if we can read Bob possessing Leland as a metaphor where Leland was always in control, are we to make the same reading with Mr. C? Or is Bob actually possessing Cooper's doppelganger? I think it's even weirder when you get to the doppelganger and Bob interacting. Yeah, because obviously like, it's already an evil lodge spirit, and then they just yeah. put a second one in there. They're like bros that just like to chill out. Yeah, yeah. dude. That's, like, that's Mr. C Mike, has to check really. in with Bob when they're in prison. Like, oh, good, you're still in my tummy. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, great. Cool, yes. Cool, cool. Love that. Immortality, right. Good. Yeah. I'm going to need that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Uh, there's something to think about for sure, but uh, no, I don't think so. It's, no, it's, yeah. it's It's not as complicated as it could be. He also, like, Mr. C does not behave like Bob. No, no, not Killer at all. Killer Bob yeah. is like a funny little sicko. Yes. He yeah. likes to run around and, like, you know, make uh, animal faces at the camera and shit. Mr. C is way more, like, sedate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great. All right. Uh, anybody, any last time, last last second, or last, ch- last second, last chance for thoughts about Twin Peaks. We're never talking about it again. Never talking about Twin Peaks ever again for the rest it of will, our lives. It will never come up on this show again. <laughs> it's not true. I'm going to say it now. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so uh, next uh, we th- this kind of just a community pick. Um, a few yeah. uh, a few weeks back, I forget when we did talk about National Treasure for a minute, right? And we yes. all decided, you know what? And we were like, you know, it'd be fun. We could just watch National Treasure. <laughs> nice little palate cleanser after Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna watch uh, two two National Treasure films. Apparently, the show starts next month. Yeah, I don't know about all that. We will not be doing that. No, it's no, about some fucking no, no, kids. No. I don't care about that. Nick Cage or bust. Oh, is Nick um, Cage not even in it? Yeah, what the no. fuck? As yeah. far as I know, okay. no. Yeah, yeah I was going to say cares? maybe we should check it out, but if there's no Nick Cage, there's get the no fuck Nick out of Cage. my face. Who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. Eat shit. Eat shit. Fuck off, Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> I think it has the FBI guy from <laughs> uh, the fucking... You know, original series where he's like, I'm, I, I'm gonna try to catch you, Nick Cage, but also right, but secretly I'm, I've been on your side all along. Yeah, yeah, uh, but no, yeah, it doesn't have anyone else. Yeah, uh huh. No, we're gonna so, watch Mark no. Frost's favorite movie, National Treasure. <laughs> Is it Mark Frost's favorite? I, be- I would believe you. I'm just joking because that's the type of shit he loves. Yeah, that's true. You know what? You're right. That is the thing you love. So yeah. Um, and then uh, I was thinking the other day, like, man, what if well, I should watch Face Off again? Face Off's uh-huh. a great fucking film. Uh-huh. Uh And then both Pris and Luke said, "I haven't seen Face Off," so we're watching yeah. fucking Face Off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to watch Face Off at least one time. Sure. Uh, for for a I full told life. Chelsea we're watching Face Off, and she was unpleased. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> she feels about face off about how we feel about Gravity Falls. <laughs> well, that's just wrong. That's just not right. Chelsea, I love you, but no. Yeah. <laughs> face off is a masterpiece. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I can't comment. It's a cinematic tour de force. Yes. I, I also told Molly, like, you should watch uh like Hard Boil, because like that's that guy making a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Face Off is a capital G great movie, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> but not for the same reasons a movie is yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna... So, yeah, National Treasure, National Treasure 2, and then Face Off. Uh, and then after that... Do we want to talk about that? Do you want to wait? Eh, why, we may as well just get it. I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, um, then, Ashley, it's well, your so, turn. Well, so, I mean, we're covering, yeah, we're doing federal reprise note for two weeks. Yes, <laughs> federal reprise note for two weeks, and then I don't know if I want to make up a new name. We could just do reprise off. I think that's reprise easy. off is the only thing there. Yeah, yeah, that's all we've got. It's a very small title is the thing. And actually, this was also kind of a communal pick, but it was kind of an Ashley pick. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get to that, before I, we go. Oh, sure. One more thing. Yeah. We're watching Columbo. <laughs> so true. That's so true. We are going to watch Columbo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to watch every Columbo. <laughs> they did like a revival season or two in like the 90s that apparently suck. Yeah. yeah. Or if not suck is not. This is the one time <laughs> that we're like the thing that everyone agrees is like, OK, this is the real show. Right. We're yeah. doing that just because like I I have like looked around and. You, we can, like, do it, but, like, almost, like, every collection of Columbo, almost every, like, book chronicling Columbo only covers the original run, the NBC run. Yeah. I think yeah. we here in, like, our apartment have all of it. Yes. But we don't, you know, it's it's out there, but, like, people care about Columbo original you know a yes. year from now if we're all still extraordinarily high on columbo and have no good ideas for what to do maybe we can revisit this conversation yeah but yeah but for as now, of right now i think it's like 44 episodes you said right 45 like that. yeah it's, it's in yeah. the same ballpark as twin peaks i know yes uh and so yes we will be uh it, we are entitling it uh my wife she loves that reprise show uh-huh. <laughs> we are not calling it one last reprise. Because no, wait, because that sounds like we're ending the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've thought about this. <laughs> also, it's too easy. Also, I think the full sentence, my wife, she loves that reprise show, is so funny. <laughs> yeah, also, I will always think it, the funniness of a title is directly proportional to the length of the title. Yes. <laughs> this is true. We know so this the, about you, Luke. <laughs> the longer you can make that bad boy, the happier I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are. Ex- I'm excited for National Treasure. I'm excited yeah. for Lumbo. I'm excited to do more podcasts with you too. I've, yeah. I've seen National Treasure one. I have never opened the Book of Secrets. <laughs> uh, same here. I've, I've watched National Treasure the first. I have not seen the second one, but I've yeah. heard it is of the same quality. Which is to say, it's a film you can watch. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I I have seen an interview with the director, which is where he describes himself as a maker of turkey sandwiches. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, I I fucking love a turkey sandwich. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah I've never, never opened the book of secrets, never taken my face off, and never watched an episode of Columbo. So I'm 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 getting all kinds yeah. of new stuff this year. Yeah, we're we're learning a lot right now. I've I've yeah. seen like some episode. Funny enough, much in the way I've seen only that one Great Canyon episode of The Last Airbender, somehow I've only caught Pris watching one episode of Columbo with a very large safe. So okay, yeah, that you know that's yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have seen the majority of the Columbo we're going to watch, but not all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we'll get to see our friend Patrick McGowan. Yes. The GOAT. That's true. We, we are going to get to revisit Mr. McGowan. Yeah, he's got, will, he's got multiple episodes. He directs he, an episode or two. Yeah, yeah. He, he has multiple directed and like guest starring episodes, so fuck that will be yes. fun. Yeah, I cannot wait yeah. to see... Co- oh, think of how many people tried to break number six. Columbo's going to do it. <laughs> he will. He will. He's gonna do it. Oh man! If if 
my Col- god if peter falk was a number two. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> imagine we could have again we could have had it all what we could have had <laughs> yeah but we will be starting with the the pilot move like the pilots yeah which, that's usually where we start yeah yeah which does include a baby baby P- peter falk oh great nice yeah nice by, and by baby, I mean he's like 35. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited uh, yeah. about all this. I do, I'm do. i sad we're saying goodbye to Twin Peaks. We got we got nice things on the horizon, but I am. I've had no. a good time this year. I'm going to miss yeah. this place. Yeah. yeah. We had, we, it was a very fun time. Yeah. It's, it was cool the whole time. David Lynch, you probably shouldn't make a season four, but if you do, I could don't make more do. podcasts about it. <laughs> David, don't. David, do David not. Probably shouldn't. You shouldn't. He, he has said he has ideas for what season four would be, but he doesn't know if he's ever going to get to them. Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, I was I was looking at Wikipedia today. There was, like, some quote from him that's like, yeah, that's probably not happening. Yeah. Like, but that there, was in, like, quote, 2020. Yeah, I, I don't remember when the one I'm thinking of is from, but, like, the interview asked him, like, is Carrie Page calling out to you? And he goes, she is, but she's calling out from a very far way away, and I'm old. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting all the way over there. Why... I, why would you want to carry page? I don't understand. I guess that's where you leave off, right? So I guess yeah, that's where well, you yeah. pick back up. Frankly, but like, man. so much of the like classic Twin Peaks actors have died at this point. Yeah, you would need you to You pretty have much have Cheryl Lee and the Mitchum brothers, and that's it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. And Kyle McLaughlin, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kyle. Well, and Hawk. Andy. Yeah, no, Let's sure, see. yes. I, I was exaggerating for effect. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. again, a lot of, like... A lot of uh, emotional uh, core actors have passed away, and that's sad. And, I just you know, I don't know how you do it without the log lady, without Al Strobel. Yeah, yeah. It just you've lost too many people. I don't think you yeah, can like, do it at this point. It already like was hurt by not having yeah uh, Bob, but like yeah Frank Silva, yeah. Mike Gaunt, Frank Silva, not coming yeah. back. Yeah, like Grace Zabriskie's not getting any younger. Fucking yeah. uh, Carol Stroykin's not getting any. Like you just you no. By the time you want to do it, it will be too late. Yeah. You're, and, David Lynch ain't getting any younger. Yeah, you know? I was about to say, like, David Lynch is also extremely old. It is old. very, like, believable to me that he dies before he finishes another movie or TV project. Yeah, that's a shame. And he seems like he'd pretty much be okay with that. He's fine cranking out weird short films about a police detective, like, grilling a monkey for Netflix or whatever. <laughs> I love that for him. You should look up What Did Jack Do, Molly? It's pretty good. It's very yeah, short. Yeah, it's like 15 yeah. minutes. Okay. It's just a monkey that they like photoshopped a talking mouth over, and David Lynch is like basically Gordon Cole interrogating him about a murder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's some David. That's some good David Lynch. Yeah, and David Lynch voices the monkey also. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Shit. <laughs> so now you're in. <laughs> now yeah. I'm in. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Great. Uh, but I think that um, that about does it for Toyota Prize being cool. It's no longer cool. <laughs> no. After no after we hit stop cool. on this podcast, it's not going to be cool anymore. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Molly, we can't hit stop on this podcast. I need this. Well, I only have... Uh, oh, fuck. I only have 68 hours and 59 minutes of recording space left, so oh, I shit. think we should just end this. It's not good. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ashley, you wanna do you wanna take us home one final time? Well, shouldn't we know where to find you, Luke? Oh, right, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess yeah. we could do plugs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, Luke. I guess. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. 
Um, you can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, primarily Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play RPG podcast that I GM. It's two different campaigns that really... Excuse me. They're released on alternating weeks. We got Idol on Ska and Idol on Disco. Uh, they're both about mystery solving teens in the 90s and the 70s, respectively. They're a lot of fun. They, these kids are getting up to some goofy hijinks. When you uh, when you hear this episode, uh, Ska 5 will be up on the Patreon. You can meet our new son. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the team has adopted a goth. <laughs> It's really good. I love him. Such an idiot. Uh, I think also, I don't know when the we recorded a Show Me the Bat Cave about uh, the original Superman. I don't know when it's going up. That's up to Crystal. But Well, that's the wrong superhero. Well, Show Me the Bat Cave is our DC series name. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Crystal mainly just wants to talk about Zack Snyder's filmography. It's going to take our while to get there, huh? Uh, no, we're jumping ahead after this. Oh. Well, uh, the next one we're recording is Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Oh, well. <laughs> she wanted I've to go straight one. to Man of Steel, but I was like, no, 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 no. We need Watchmen for context. Are you that, not going to do one on the on Batman? We might circle back. Or, oh, we did the Adam West Batman. I know, but like, I, I but thought like you were going to the Tim Burton Batman. <laughs> we will probably circle back to those, but again, Crystal mainly wants to talk about Zack Snyder. All right, you know it's her. her podcast. She's allowed. <laughs> I know it's your podcast too, but you know she's the one who made you do it. So yeah, yeah, she edits it, so that gives her a lot of yeah. You know that's her, that's her podcast schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's why also I got to choose Columbo. <laughs> right. Well, that's not true. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Ashley, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me at your early brain with an underscore on Twitter and Letterbox and uh. Dash on Tumblr, you can find me at Yuri on co-host, and find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. And jobs. Please. All of it. Molly, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at your friend Molly, with Y-E-R. Uh, you can go to secondbestgame.club, you can go to audioentropy.com, a bunch of stuff. Um, the Oh, the New Vegas episode of yeah. uh, Journal Updated is out. I think it was pretty fucking good, if I do mm-hmm. say so myself. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the DLC next time, which is not as good. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, oh, buddy. Huh, okay. Oh, buddy. Did you not play New Vegas, Luke? I didn't play the DLC. Oh, uh, yeah, you could keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> I thought, like, at least one of the DLCs people really liked. Uh, I'll tell you just after the podcast, because that's a podcast that I can, you know, use sure. for my show. Um, okay, and then, uh, yeah, I'm on Eidolon, too. I helped make that, and uh, that's everything I can think of right now. You go to AudioEntropy.com, hit the donate button in the upper right-hand corner, give us a little money for the website, just for the hosting. Appreciate that if you could. Uh, leave us a happy review everywhere. Tell everybody what a good season this was. Because, frankly, it was. Yeah. 50 bangers. Yep. Hell, yeah. Not many podcasts can say that, that they had 50 bangers in a row. But we mm-hmm. did. Frankly, it's a longer I'm sorry that I that. you not understanding a traffic light in the first episode. Uh, you're, I will not forgive you for this. I, I misunderstood what you were saying, and I was just trying to be helpful, and then I realized I sounded like an <laughs> asshole for assuming that you didn't understand traffic lights. <laughs> and I tried to play it off as a joke this whole year, but secretly it's been gnawing at the back of my mind. Oh, jeez, I, was a, Wait, I really? was a real, I was oh. a real dingus back on that first episode. I'm a 
bigger bitch to you every single day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm actively mean to you daily. Yeah, but this wasn't... In- if I was intentionally mean to you, that'd be different. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. This was just, oh, oh, you didn't get what he meant. Let me explain. Oh, you did understand. <laughs> I'm... Uh, oh, oh, I simply just mansplained traffic lights to you. Great, Look, cool. Look, this, uh, this may shock you, but I have had a driver's license for 16 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I kind of get the concept of a traffic light. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were just not. Sometimes you <laughs> misunderstand things that I think are straightforward, and I'm not being mean by explaining them. I'm just trying no, to. I know. Listen, I'm a very literal person. I get it. It's I okay. thought that was an instance of that. No. I'm sorry, Molly. <laughs> you have nothing to be sorry for, but thank you. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this series up. Ashley, get us out of here. Until next time, damn fine podcast. We gotta think of some sign-offs. I, I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Workshop. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs>